Welcome to LifeCast with Ryan Leek. I am your host, Vasti Cruz. And today we're talking about why can't we be friends? <laughs> we can disagree on more things now than I've ever seen. For sure. But why can't we be friends? I, know. I, I know. still like you even though you don't like my basketball team. Who is your best buddy? Celtics. Are you still rocking with the Celtics? Yes, they're young. They have fresh legs. They'll they'll win in about three, five years. I have them in the finals this year. That you know what? I really don't count the finals this year. I feel like this is intramural high school league. <laughs> like I, I just I'm not really happy about this whole like let's Bubble. just finish the season. Like they should have just, just let let's just let it go. Know. You know, we all had to let go big things this year. Why couldn't yeah. they let it go, right? Yeah. So what conversations do you see right now, Ryan, when we talk about unoffendable, mm-hmm. self-awareness? Mm-hmm. What conversations do you see right now that people are find- finding themselves divided besides yeah. politics? Yeah. Well, I, I think COVID-19 has exposed uh, us a little bit more in mm. terms of we didn't even know that we had such differences. Yeah. With people. Um you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of division over uh, parenting choices, homeschooling. Um, the The vaccine conversation mm-hmm. is kind of like underground parent. Yeah, like you know, they all stay together, right? But it's like <laughs> you don't even bring up if you vaccine or if you don't because yeah. it's like, well, what if there is a vaccine for? Mm-hmm for COVID-19 and, and it's like, you know, well, would you use it? Cause we don't back, you know, it's like mm-hmm, there, there, mm-hmm. there's, there's that, um, the, the mask debate, the mask, the mask. Debate. Oh man. Um, I went to, um, a store today mm-hmm. and I forgot to put on a mask. I was mm-hmm. on the phone and just was just walking and talking. And the lady came and was like, Hey, <laughs> You can't be in here without a mask. And I was like, I, I, ma'am, I am so sorry. I, I have I apologize. 10 in my car. I, apologize. I do. I have 10. I'll be right back. And then, uh, and, and so it, it's, uh, you know, we, 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 we're finding so much to be mm-hmm. divided on. For sure. Not enough to be, to be united on. And, and it's, um, you know, and obviously race is, mm-hmm. is another thing that, that I think, um, that people are, are having some some interesting conversations mm-hmm. around and um, some that are healthy, some that are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we've we've got to find more things that we have in common. For sure. When you talk about these issues, um, because I, I like I said before, I work in a school and I had an experience this week with a parent that was in tears mm. over her family judging her because she wants to keep her kids home. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, well, you don't have to worry about that because we, we're going virtual anyway, you know? Right. She's like, but I don't ever want them to go, right? right? And my family's upset with me. So that's family, and we all have those things, right? But when you think about these issues within our friendship group and things like that, um, how are we supposed to keep the relationship going, the friendship going, or the family relationship going yep. when we don't agree on mass homeschooling vaccines or whatever it could be, politics? Yeah, well, I, I think we, we in our culture, we have to define friend because, mm. you know, you've got Facebook friends. Yes. That <laughs> Are they your friends <laughs> or do they keep up with your newspaper? 
you know, your yeah, simple news feed, but are they true. your friend? Mm-hmm. Um, scripture says that Jesus was a friend to sinners, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of sinners. Um, but does that mean that those sinners were friends of his? Like, were those sinners going to the synagogue to say, Jesus, you okay? I know you can ready to die. Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. was that a thing? Mm-hmm. And so can, can there be one way friendships? You know, how can, how are we defining friend? Yep. And I, there's so many people that have friend rules that we can't keep up with. Okay. <laughs> Cause everybody's got a different love language. That's okay? true. So That's it's like, true. if you didn't show up for me, mm-hmm. then man, we're, we're, we're not friends. My mom is a cards person. My mom has sent me a card or gotten me a card for every birthday I've ever had. Wow. Okay. She loves cards, loves cards. I am not a cards person. But if I'm you don't get her a card. <laughs> cards person. Okay, I'm a gift cards person. Yeah. There's a difference, okay? But but that's that's the language my mom speaks of going like on Mother's Day and her birthday, Christmas, you, you better you better send a card to my mom. And so I, but I, here here's what I think we have to be careful of is putting our friend expectations on people without telling them. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's like so I think it depends on how we really define define friends because some some of us will actually keep an Excel spreadsheet and keep track of who called us on our birthday mm-hmm. and who didn't. That's true. Who showed up for us? Who didn't? Mm-hmm. Who texted? Who I know calls, I do. Did, you know, and so you go, <laughs> oh, these, these are my friends, and these people over here aren't. You yeah. know, and so, but I think we all have to realize like. While, while we love our friends, they're not the center of our, our universe. That's true. Often, we are the center of our universe. We, we're think, it's not that I wasn't thinking of you. It's just that I was thinking so much thinking about, about myself. me. About myself, yes. And so, so I think that we, we have to, to realize that it is very possible to be friends with someone on the opposite side of an issue, depending on how we define friends. Yeah, and I think that you saying the whole expectation thing, that is very true, because I know I've done that. I've put expectations on friends. I've expected you to be there, and they're like, what? You didn't even think that... It, it was it even seem that important to you? Sure. And it's like I didn't communicate that. Oh yeah. But I, Absolutely. you're my friend, so you should yeah. be there. You know. Right. And the same goes with friends that, you know, like you have your your. These are my friend friends. Sure. These are my oh, they're my acquaintances. You know, because if you think about it, if you were to really go through your Facebook feed and your friends, and you were to delete everybody, I know for me, I probably only have five of y'all. <laughs> Right. Like it's it's like it's tough. So it's it's like, okay. so how can we say friends with people that think different than us? But not only that, but in this climate right now, how can you be someone's friend that's a racist? Can you be friends with a racist? Um, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I and and there there are some. Friends that I have that. are self-aware to know that they have some prejudices and they've invited me in to help them with that. Hmm. So if I cancel them, if I X them out of my life, how can I help them? Yeah. And also there are some profound things that I'm learning from from friends that have some prejudices that because I'm friends with them 
I now can understand where they come from. Yes. But if I wasn't friends with them, and if I simply just X'd out everyone to think like me from my table, then what I do is I lose perspective. Mm. And and as a person that does have an influence uh, and, and spends a great deal of time with quite a few white people, um, I take that responsibility very seriously to be able to um, not just speak with eloquence, but mm-hmm. to speak with knowledge mm-hmm. and perspective and to be as well-rounded as I possibly can be to be able to help the largest amount of people that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And so I think there has to be a little bit more grace. And, and, and sometimes it's like, you know, there are people that I've been friends with for 10 years that it took them 10 years to admit some of the things that were in their heart to me. Wow. And again, had I cut them off, they wouldn't have anybody in their life to help them in that particular area as it pertains to having some very engaging and helpful conversations around race. Mm-hmm. And so there is an extreme amount of ignorance and racism that I've had to endure in many rooms, especially some boardrooms where there are just some statements that there has been some malice, um, some frustration. And sometimes it's just, sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so waiting for the right time to have those conversations is, uh, has been a very difficult thing for me to go, okay, let me, let me, uh, let me be easy because, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've been, very frustrated with a white friend of mine mm-hmm. only to a week later hear the behind the scenes of why they said what they said. And I'm going, I'm glad I didn't say what I was thinking Wow! because sometimes we fill in the blank with other people's intentions and you just can't do that. I, I can't see your heart. Exactly. I can hear your words, yes. but to make assumptions about the intentions of your heart, I just, I just, I just can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. Only God can do that. Yeah. So, so anyway, so yes, I do think you can be friends with a racist. It is very difficult to do so, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't believe that we're always called to do the easy things. Absolutely not. So, uh, I forgot who wrote the book. I think it's two brothers doing, do hard things, doing hard things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they talk about that in there, like yeah. not specifically on race, but just doing hard things, yeah. how it's hard to have a conversation um, with someone that you disagree with and yeah. that you still break bread with, right. right? You still invite them out for dinner or let's go have a drink or, hey, I got an extra ticket to the Mavs game. You want right. to go? And it's like other friends look at you like, why would you take them right. after they said this, this, this on Facebook, right? right? And I will say for me as a Latina, I have learned in these last couple months mm-hmm. how many of my Latino friends right. are so racist mm-hmm. but act privilege. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have the privilege. Mm-hmm. And I've I've become frustrated, but not to the point where I don't want to hear them out. And a right. lot of times... I get what I get why they feel that way. Mm. A lot of times I sit with them and I go, ah, this is Mm. why, because this happened to you when you were taking a train here or this happened to you because your mom, this or your dad, this. However, I think if I didn't open up my mind, if you know, if you're not aware and if I didn't open up my mind to say, let me sit down and it's going to be uncomfortable 
conversation. But let's sit down and hash it out. And a lot of my Latino friends know that I have a lot of black friends, white friends. I have friends in every color of the rainbow. Um, But a lot of them, they also tread very lightly, Mm -hmm. you know, because they know that my dad is a black Puerto Rican. So it's like, be careful what you say, because if my dad gets pulled over, they're not going to say, oh, you're Puerto Rican, go. He's a black man. So it's like, there's times where I get so angry <laughs> with those differences but then yeah. i have to also think about the importance of the, the friendship and the relationship and what do i want to save here do i want to save the relationship yeah. by extending that grace or do i want to just be right and just right damn them and that's it you know yeah, you know and you asked a question you know can you be friends with a racist you know the question for me is can you be married to somebody that is on the opposite end of where you are and so the interesting thing is I grew up in a home where my dad historically uh, voted Democrat. My mom historically voted Republican. Yet they made babies. Mm. And they had dinner every night. Yeah. So I didn't grow up in this home where just because they voted differently historically, um, that that had to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was like, we voted. Yeah. You know? And one of their candidates won. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and sometimes the other one's candidate mm-hmm. one. But so I, I grew up believing that you could break bread and not not just be friends. You could have a covenant with somebody that was different than you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that that gives that gives me hope. That's awesome. Yeah. So now do you um, you said it gives you hope. Do you have hope with us? In our, in our society nowadays, yeah. with the fact that we're, there's so many different climates going on, but yeah. um, do you have hope that we can have unity after November? What's, like, November, I don't know, 5th, I think 4th is election. Sure. So, like, what's um, going to look like for us after? I think I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to remove one friend rule that we all believe that we've never said out loud. There's a friend rule that we have that says for us to be friends, we have to agree on everything. Mm. If we can remove that, then we have massive hope. And so I love what Dr. Tony Evans said um, was a couple months ago. He said, oneness does not equal sameness. Wow, Oneness that's so good. does not equal sameness. And Wow. I've used that quote several times since. Oneness does not equal Oneness sameness. does not equal sameness. In other words, for us to be unified, we don't actually have to think the same. So we can actually have the spirit of unity mm-hmm. and disagree intellectually. Yeah. And so uh, my brother and I have very different methods of talking about social justice. But I respect my brother so much, and we talk five times a day. And we can debate at 930 and be talking about the NBA at 1045. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, I don't live in a world where I need everyone to agree with me. In yeah. fact, I think you're always going to be a more well-rounded person when you've actually surrounded yourself with people that actually disagree with you. And mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel good, but at the end of the day, you go, all right, you know what? I'm getting other perspectives mm-hmm. that that are not mine. You know what I often think about is Super Bowl parties. <laughs> okay, Super Bowl parties. Yeah. Think, think about this for just a second. A Super Bowl party, you have no problem inviting someone from the opposing team to your Super Bowl party. Yeah. To have wings and pizza. And you know what? Whoever wins, wins. 
You might be upset, but there isn't this thing of, okay, if, if the Patriots are playing the Seahawks, there isn't this thing of Seahawks fans, nope, nope, I, I, they're, they're not allowed in this bar. They're not allowed in my home. They're not allowed. No, there's this thing of like, if I'm having a Super Bowl party, I'm inviting everybody, regardless of who they cheer for. But isn't it interesting? Like, you, you don't hear people having election parties. I was about to say, in college, we did. You did? I, <laughs> when you were saying that, mm-hmm. I pictured the, when Bush, the son, was going, right. we made a cake, W. We made a W cake. Okay. And I remember. Invited others? We invited all these people. How'd that go? And <laughs> it turned, it was like the first half of it. And I went to a Christian college, so we didn't drink. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. but and no, it was interesting. Oh my God, as you were saying it, I could see yeah. ourselves. My my friend Amanda Ellington, yeah. she was like the leader. She had hats, Uncle Sam hats for all of us. And I remember sitting there like, what are we doing? Because mm-hmm. when somebody else came in that was like, uh-uh, I don't, I'm not voting for him. We were all like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. And it became like this big, like, div, 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 a, a divide, divide just yeah. came into a room. Yeah. And it was so awkward. Like, the next couple of days, we would, like, go to the cafeteria and we're like, did you talk to so-and-so? <laughs> How are they doing after that election, you know? It's, so, yeah, yeah, I will say, like, that's interesting. I never had one again <laughs> after yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they, they wouldn't be. But I don't know how we can walk away from a Super Bowl and be okay. But for some reason, an election just feels way different. Yeah, and yeah, the stakes are much higher. Um, but but I think it's possible. Um, yeah, and I'm not recommending that anyone has an election party. <laughs> no, please don't. Not today. <laughs> but I do. I do have. I do have hope that we can cheer for different teams mm-hmm. and still love each other. The, you know, college football fans are. You know, they, intense. It is. It is so intense. Yeah. And there's lots of division and yes. division, divisional rivalries and yes. and whatnot. But people are still friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they they can still. But it's so interesting that when it comes to religion and politics, people, we can't like like I, it's I what you said. To. I think a few episodes ago you said how I am to my neighbor, mm-hmm. right? Like when your neighbors are moving into your community and you're gifting them tiff treats, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how that you're not saying love the leaks, the Republicans, right. the Democrats. For sure. For sure. We're liberals, but yeah, we also right. love Jesus. Like right, right. you're not you're not addressing it. Right. You're just like, hey, I'm your neighbor, and if you need anything, 100%. knock on our door. Hundred percent. But and, you and don't say, know if yeah. your neighbor has a whole armory. <laughs> You know, no he's, he's he or she is in a militia or something, right? You don't know no what they are on, but you're just saying, hey, this is 100%. me extending. And it's it's interesting to me how we just can't take that approach when it comes to something so at a high stake. Like you said, it has such high stakes with that. Yeah. And again, I, 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 will, I will say this probably to the day that I die. You can only control what you can't control. Yes. You know, you can only control your end of friendships. You can only control, like, and so for me, I, I'm going to continue to show up for my friends in the way that I show up for my friends. Sometimes that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, as you and my wife have shown me time and time again, mm-hmm. sometimes my response to someone else's crisis is underwhelming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, their house is burning down, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Well, did they get out? Did they did they call the police? Did they, like I I I get I can be a little bit more logical. And her and I are like, ah! you know, freaking out. And so, but I'm I'm still going to show up mm-hmm. for them. And it doesn't mean I love them any less because I didn't do it their way. For sure, Does that makes sense. I, for I sure, think, I think we've got to give our friends the benefits of the doubt mm-hmm. to say. Sometimes we don't know what to say, but we're still mm-hmm. we're 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 still friends. I, I I have people that I would consider best friends that maybe I talk to a couple times a year, and we pick up right where we. Yes, left off. I love those. And friendships. there isn't this. Uh, Who'd you vote for? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> one of the most ironic <laughs> statements that friends can make to other friends is, "You never call me." The person that says that acts like their phone doesn't have outgoing calls. I said it's not like I've been ignoring your yeah. call. Yeah. But sometimes we're putting the onus, the expectation of someone else to carry the friendship. It's yeah. just like, dude, if, if well, it's oh. like we're standing there with the clipboard, going, "Let's see, ready, right. go." Yeah. Oh, they ha- it's been it's been three days. They haven't called me. Yeah, it's like I got a phone and I haven't blocked you. Yeah. So for sure. Um, so so I, I think we we've got to give each other the, the benefit of the doubt. I do have hope that people um, can move on because uh, we're running out of options. Absolutely. Like, yes. You, you have to. Like, you. <sighs> yes. And I, you know what's interesting is I think at the beginning of COVID, we all felt like we had the same enemy. And we actually were pretty united. Because we were. Because we were all told what? Stay at home. For two weeks. Yep. It's been a very long two weeks. Yeah. Okay, but we thought, okay, you're in, you're in, you're in. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Everybody's going to stay House in for party, two weeks. House party, we're okay, all cool. there. Yes. Uh, we're all going to kind of, all right, cool. We're all going to be careful. We're going to, you know, order takeout. We're good. Yes. But. The longer it went on, we started going. Uh, um, uh, hold up. No, then, then, and then you know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, mm-hmm. and then states reopening, mm-hmm. and then schools, and then back, and then and now elect, and then it just like. But we we I, I felt like we had a, a glimpse of unity for us a good two to three weeks. We were like two weeks. All right, we probably don't think it's gonna be two weeks, but maybe yeah, maybe three, and then we'll we'll kind of. Go back to normal. We'll kind of go back to normal, but... Um, and here we are in our new normal, yeah. or whatever this is called, because... God knows. Some people... I, I, open, I wake up daily going, you know? am I living in a world where I wear a mask everywhere? Yeah. I, I walked out to Home Depot, and I, I was on the phone with my sister, and I'm like, oh, shoot! She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I forgot my mask. And she's like, you need to keep one with you at all times. I'm like, no, I have it. I'm like, my driver, like the yeah. signal. Mm-hmm. But I just forget it at times. So I do, Yeah. One of the beautiful things about wearing a mask is I think it produces self-awareness for people because now people are starting starting to know what their breath has smelled like for years. <laughs> yes. And uh, they, they didn't know. And now they know. It's like, this is what we've been this enduring. This is what we've been enduring. We've been enduring for 20 years. And now that you're wearing a mask all day, you know it's time to, yes. to make, make some things. Absolutely. Some things I, I have to. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And you know what, Ryan? I'll still be your friend, even mm-hmm. though you like Dollar Tree. Listen. Ryan has this obsession with Dollar Tree and buying lotion at Dollar Tree. So I will still be your friend, I even mean, though you have this little obsession with Dollar Tree. Listen, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've been at Dollar Tree. But, I mean, it's a life is expensive, okay? I like going places where I don't have to feel that, you know? Everything's a dollar. You can go to Target and, like, to pick up a banana and walk out with a kitchen table, you know what I mean? And you're like, how did this happen? Yes. That doesn't happen at the Dollar yes. Tree. I never walk out of the Dollar Tree with regret, okay? You will leave the mall going... 
I don't know. I didn't need those shoes. That never happened at the <laughs> Hey, there's this uh, nonprofit I want to highlight today. It's yes, called Bonton Farms. Um, I want you to check out this video. This is one of the most incredible um, stories I've seen of somebody who was doing pretty well in corporate America uh, through a Bible study, learned about uh, Bonton, which uh, is, in fact, a food desert. A lot of people don't know what a food desert is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an area where... Um, uh, People don't have access to, to healthy food, fresh fruits and vegetables. And a guy from Frisco, North Dallas, uh, which is a, a, a very affluent suburb, um, he sold his house and moved into the neighborhood. And um, this is an incredible story. Go ahead and, uh, and check check this out. It started as a farm and kept growing, helping our community by creating jobs and opportunities so we can provide for our families. Now, the Bonton Market is doing more than bringing an end to the food desert. We're proving that change is possible by showing the world that we all can flourish in Bonton. So Bonton, they grow organic food and hope for a better tomorrow right in the Bonton community on a separate 40-acre farm south of Dallas. They are determined to grow the best tasting, healthiest produce in the city while inspiring hope in everyone around us. They also house free range chickens, goats, turkeys, rabbits, and wow. beehives that provide an abundance of fresh eggs, milk, and honey. Um, if you're in the Dallas area or even if you're, if you're outside of Dallas, I encourage you to uh, check out uh, Bontown Farms and uh, see everything that they got going on. You can get involved. You can also donate uh, and make a difference. And I also encourage you to even uh, search out some potentially some food deserts um, in your area and ask yourself what's something that you could do um, about that in, in your neighborhood to to make a difference in the world that you live in. Hey, Bossy, you're awesome today. Thank you so much. Thank for you. All it's been you fun. Do. It's awesome. Thank you for checking out this episode of LifeCast with Ryan Leak podcast designed to equip you with the tools to change your life if you found today's episode to be helpful i encourage you to share that with a friend please rate it review it and don't forget to subscribe